um, I was uh, so impressed and helped by what Matt Hancock said yesterday and um, uh, the whole matter of prayer and uh, revival uh, and the fact that faith doesn't grow in thin air, he said. I thought that was a wonderful thing to remind ourselves. And it it reminded me uh, of um, some of the things of my childhood. I, I'm, forgive me, I'm getting an old man, so I'm 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 allowed to reminisce. Well, I hope I'm allowed to reminisce and go back to the days, the old days. But when I was uh, a youngster, in fact, when I was very small indeed, um, my parents were godly parents, and they brought me up uh, to go to church on Sunday. And our minister in those days was a man called the Reverend Leslie Land. Uh, who I'm, I would think probably maybe very few, if any of you, have heard his name. Uh, he is quite unknown today, but he was a very close friend of Dr. Lloyd-Jones. Uh, and he was the minister of Melbourne Hall in Leicester in in UK, which is where I was brought up. And a very dear friend of mine who's about a year older than me, he's, he's written a biography of Leslie Land, uh, and it's quite a small publication. But it just reminded me of some of the things about him. And um, with Matt's comments yesterday, I, I want to turn your attention particularly to 2 Samuel chapter 5 and particularly to verse 24. But I'll just read from verse 22. 2 Samuel 5, 22. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord and he said, you shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of a of a going or of a marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David do, did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Giza. And it's the, the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees. And uh, one of the things that uh, was mentioned about uh, Leslie Land was that he was eminently, uh, although he was the pastor of the church, he was eminently a person of prayer. And uh, for his New Year resolution in 1949, uh, he wrote this. It isn't fervor or emotional stress or any spectacular method we need to make a prayer meeting real and effective. We haven't come to persuade God concerning something which he is very reluctant to do. We haven't come together to show each other up or to get one another, get one in at someone. We haven't come to get our own way done in heaven. We have come solely and simply because we want God's way done on earth. And then he went on to say in that same article, heaven save us from long prayers and from long embarrassing silences. Oh, that we could get rid, uh, that we could rid the idea that to take part in a prayer meeting, you have to deliver a sermon or evangelical dissertation or recite the main points of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And he went on to say, the prayer meeting is the Christian's workshop where things are done by God and for God. Let us be natural then in prayer and very simple. The supernatural is with God. A year later, he then uh, wrote an article in uh, the church magazine. He actually preached on this verse that I've just read from uh, 2 Samuel. Uh, and he spoke about David having been uh, crowned king over the people uh, of Israel. 
uh, the Philistines, the enemy of God's people, and David as a shepherd boy, uh, uh, learning all about these things uh, in defeating Goliath and so on. And now he's on the throne of Israel, and again he is being threatened by the Philistines. And what is he to do? Well, here are the Philistines, and they're out to destroy the people of God, just as many people are out to destroy the kingdom of God today. Now, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and powers over this present darkness, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So how are we going to meet this whole situation? Well, he went on in this article to mention revival is a movement of the spirit of God operating in and through a people ready and prepared to receive him. The message of Whit, uh, Whit Sunday, is that the great day of the spirit has come. Following the cross and resurrection of our Lord, power from on high has been lavishly unleashed. This power is the person of the Holy Spirit. He dwells with you and will be in you, John 14, 17, was the promise of Jesus. The power is available, but largely unappropriated. And the chief hindrance to revival is our unreadiness and unwillingness as Christians to wait upon God, to let God, the Holy Spirit, control and direct our lives. He went on to say, you cannot organize a revival. This sound of the going and the tops of the trees is nothing less than a movement of the Spirit of God. And when you see the hear the sound of the going, then rouse yourself. This wind in the treetops is a symbol of the movement of the Spirit of God. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. John 3, 7. Who hears? Well, those who wait upon God. And then he went on to talk about revival in history and saying that this is the way revival has always come. Ordinary men and women turned the world upside down. How did they do it? Not by clever organization, not by conferences and conventions, not by rushing about here and there in their own strength, but staying with the risen Christ who with the disciples ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, who, 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 which he said, you heard from me, you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And of course, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all in one place and the power of God came upon them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Leslie Land went on to say this, this indeed was the wind in the treetops for which they had waited upon God, the sign and call from heaven to rouse themselves to advance against all the, all the Philistines of this world's darkness. It was more than the sign and the call to advance. It was the power from on high to do it. For then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines, said God to David. And the Lord said the same to his disciples. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, it is this waiting in the upper room, which we find so hard, both as individual Christians and as the Church of Christ. 
Mesiland made this comment. It is so much easier to organize than to agonize. We will do anything rather than pray. Now, I find that rebukes me, and I'm sure many of us feel that. I'm just so saddened when I hear of ministers who will talk about anything and everything but the importance of prayer. I have the privilege of going once a year to a minister's prayer conference, and we meet for four days and we have some ministry, but we spend a lot of time in prayer together. I know of no other conference like that. I know of no other meeting of ministers. And when we, we sometimes we invite people to come to speak to us, and their comment always is they do not know of any other conference or organization which spend where men come together to spend so much time in prayer. This is the most tremendous. The most mysterious fact is that God, waiting upon God in prayer, sets all the power and resources of heaven operating on earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is not a fatalistic decree, but a prayer for believers. But the plain truth is we just don't like praying. We find it hard and uninteresting. Again, to quote Leslie Land, we want to get down to breakfast, to the radio, to the business, to anything but our knees. As churches, we will come together for anything rather than for prayer and waiting upon God. And Leslie Land went on to say this. The result is that in many of our churches, conversions have ceased. The very thing, Mark, you for which we exist as churches in the world, the glory of God and the salvation of, of mankind. Now, a business organization which miserably fails to fulfill its purpose will be driven by a sheer sense of shame, either to reform itself or close down. As churches of God, we ought indeed to blush with confusion of face at this time in view of our comparative ineffectiveness against the Philistines of darkness, lawlessness, and unbelief. And he said, Leslie Land said, there is no defeative, defeatism in my mind and heart. He said, if I do not believe in the unchanging Christ, believe that his mighty power to save people and pull down Satan's strongholds is the same today as in apostolic times, I would quit the ministry right away. And I say the same thing. I think that's true. Christ is unchanged and unchanging. The gospel is explosive stuff. The Holy Spirit is a real person, a personal reality. But it's a law of the universe that the choicest and best gifts are never received lightly or easily. And in days of easy believism, slick evangelism, and conversion without tears, it is still true that the deep and mighty blessings of life eternal come by of the way of waiting upon almighty God by the New Testament way of agonizing in persistent prayer. Perhaps we are too self-satisfied, too clever, too worldly wise, 
too logically minded to pray. Bless you, I'm sure that's not true of you, dear brethren and sisters, on this prayer call. But how often that is the case. The wonders of God in the realm of the spirit are far beyond our understanding. His ways are past finding out. Let us wait upon him. Let us inquire of the Lord to open the windows of our soul continually to the Lord Jesus Christ. That blessing and peace and power would flow from us and through us like a river from the throne of God. When the church of Jesus Christ forsakes her false riches and self-satisfaction and in utter helplessness waits upon God, we shall hear more than the sound of a going in the treetops. The Lord himself will go out before us, conquering and to conquer, for the great day of the Spirit will have come.